Welcome to the So Lux Life Podcast, where our goal is to enhance the mental, physical, and spiritual luxuries in life. Make your life luxurious through knowledge, coaching, training, and technique. Visit us online at soulluxlife.com. Here's your host, Crispin J. Watson. To the Soul Lux Life podcast. I'm Kristen, your host, and today we have Miss Tyra Duran. She's absolutely beautiful, you guys. She has a wonderful spirit. So, (laughs) and thank you so much, Tyra, for being here with us today. Yes, most definitely. I am so excited. I'm so excited. So, thank you for having me. Of course. Tyra is a wonderful woman, um, a business professional. She owns a nonprofit named Gems. So kind of tell us about yourself, Tyra, so our audience can get to know you. Great. Well, um, so I've been in human resources for about uh, seven years now. Um, graduated with my undergrad from Jackson State University. Yeah. <laughs> I first met the wonderful Kristen and um, went and, you know, thought I wanted to go to law school. I did like a pre-law program and I decided, no, this is not for me. <laughs> I don't think I want to, you know, continue to learn throughout life, but I don't know if I want to, you know, be bogged down with books for the rest of my life. Exactly. Um, so, um, you know, after talking with my mother and she said, you know, you should look into human resources. So um, looked into it and decided to get a, a dual master's from Webster in HR management and org development. And it worked out great. Um, so now I'm a HR generalist with a uh, major league baseball team and I love my job. It's, it's very rewarding and great. Um, I'm also a wife, also been a wife for, <laughs> for about a year and a half. And so, well, actually we're coming up on two years in July. So it has been a wonderful experience with him. I love Javier to death. <laughs> um, and I've been the choir director at my church for 17 years. Um, and so proud member of the faith house where my pastor pastor willie d brown is the the senior pastor there and so you know besides that you know running my nonprofit for 10 years now in 2020 makes 10 years that it has gone by so fast um but you know i just thank god for the journey and everything that he's blessed me with I know. Amen. And that's one thing I want to talk about your nonprofit. Again, this is her 10 year milestone, you guys. So kind of tell us the inspiration behind that. What made you want to start this organization? What's the name of it? What does it stand for? Just tell us what's that all about and what really triggered you to start um, GM. So um, it started back when I was in college, 2010. I found myself being pulled in directions of the younger girls like, hey, can I talk to you about something? Or can we all come over and talk to you about something? Or can we, you know, I I found myself doing that a lot. Um, And just Holy Spirit just laid it on my spirit to start this girls group where I can create this comfortable space for them. Uh, to vent and, and, you know, vent with each other and just have this sisterhood um, of young girls and gems came to fruition. It started literally just as a church ministry. It stands for girls empowered and motivated spiritually. At first it was through Christ incorporated. It was very long name. (laughs) Um, 
but that's what it, it was. And we would meet, um, it started off weekly, but then, you know, school got in the way of most of the girls and all that stuff. So, um, we started to do these sessions twice to, to once a month. That was, uh, that was what was done for years in 2015. It just started to grow. People started to ask me to do gym sessions out of town and it, it just, it just grew from there. And so it, it needed to expand from just being a ministry. Um, and in five, uh, in 2015, we, we became 501c3 certified, um, as a nonprofit organization. And we've just been blossoming from there. Um, last year was the last year that we did the intimate sessions with the, the girls. Um, because in the last two years, I've gotten a lot of young women saying, um, I know this is for girls, but <laughs> we need this discussion too. We need this interaction too. So I was like, okay, okay, great. So now it's expanded to having these, um, these sessions that are open to, to women of all ages, um, with the still specific focus on girls 13 to 18, but, um, just opening up. And so now it's gyms incorporated. Um, though we still have a, it's a still a Christian based teaching and organization. Um, me in my career, knows that diversity and inclusion is important as well. And I don't want others to feel excluded if they have not, ex you know, decided to be Christians, to know that they can still use the information that's given, um, whether it's about financial wellness or career readiness or moving on from heartbreak, whatever the subjects may be for the sessions that we hold. I want everybody to feel comfortable, every woman from every background to feel comfortable in that space. Wow, sounds good. So like on average, how many um, girls or women are a part of GENS? So for the, for the last nine years, it's been a, a good 12 um, was the exclusive group. This year, the events and sessions are more open. So we launched a brunch and learn series um, that will focus on different subjects of, um, you, you know, growth and growth in women as, in, in, as individuals and as a collective. Um, the first one is scheduled for April 18th and was supposed to be a, a, a setting that that fit about 50 women. Um, but due to the pandemic, we are going to go webinar based. So we still don't know <laughs> what the crowd would be outside of the, the intimate sessions that we used to have. But as far as the intimate sessions for year, years, it was about an average of 12 girls. Okay, perfect. So like with this new webinar that's coming up, so anybody can log on and join or is there like a process that they need to go to to be a part yes. of this event? Anybody can log on. Anybody, if you go to at Gems Incorporated on Facebook, our Facebook page, we will be going live at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time um, on April 18th. It's going to focus on financial wellness. I have two great women that are sitting on the panel to, to discuss um, money on April 18th at 10 a.m. Um, one young lady, her and her husband started Motley Financial Services and they started off just evaluating their situation saying okay let's let's change it let's start to build generational wealth and they paid out paid off over eighty thousand dollars in 18 months 
Oh. Um, so <laughs> she's going to talk about that process and say, okay, you don't have to be this, uh, have all of these financial degrees and this financial background to do this. She's coming from that, that, that raw standpoint of, Hey, um, anybody can do this. Anybody can look at your financial situation and pay down debt and not be strapped down by debt and start to build financial wealth for your generational wealth for your family. Um, Another uh, lady is Delitria Hudson, who owns her own financial uh, wellness company. Um, she is going to be coming from the standpoint, okay, of building your financial portfolio for my more mature women getting ready for retirement, okay, making investments and things of that nature. So it's going to be a great, great webinar. I'm excited to work with these women and hopefully that women all over the world can log in and, and be able to participate. Yes, I plan to log in myself. I do definitely want to leave some generational wealth to my kids. That's so important, helping them get ahead so they're not out here struggling. Right. <laughs> that's really important. We have to you know, put back and stop popping bottles in the club and think about what's exactly. I love it, Tyra. So exactly. you mentioned Javier, your husband. So kind of tell yes. us um, how y'all met. How did you know that he was the one, like out of all your relationships, how did you know that this was the man for you to marry? Oh, honey, <laughs> that is like the magic question. <laughs> I was one of those girls that didn't believe in the conspiracy theory of you'll you'll know when you you just know and I was like yeah no that's not gonna work <laughs> but honestly it, it, it was I just knew um so we met back in 2013 um my pastor has a teen talk television show and he said hey I need you to fill in the audience um I have this young man coming on he's he plays basketball at Yale, but he's also an economics major. So he didn't go to college, you know, just to play basketball and major in like PE or anything. He's at an Ivy League school and he's from the hood. Um, so I'm interviewing him and I'm like, okay, but I'm not a teenager. So what do you need me for? And so it's like, well, you know, you can kind of ask some questions and then push everybody else to start asking questions. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I go on the show and he's three years younger than I. So, and he had, he was in a relationship at the time. We had no interest. I, I wasn't, you know, mm -hmm. I was in a, a situation ship. <laughs> um, so it, it, it really wasn't sparks flying, but then after the show, he added me on Facebook. It was, he liked a couple pictures. I liked a couple pictures. That was it. And two years later in 2015, he inboxed me because he was playing basketball overseas at that time. He had graduated and uh, decided to pursue overseas basketball. And I'm like, I, um no like, overseas right <laughs> pro ball player mm. uh, he likes skin i'm good <laughs> i was like no i just got out of a situation this is a recipe for disaster you are in a whole nother country on a whole nother time frame no and so he's like well i'll be at home for christmas can i take you out and i i told my mother at the time because you know as women, when we're in these relationships, we don't want to start telling our friends again. And then we got to tell them that it didn't work. Right. It was just like, I don't know if I want to go down this rabbit hole. So I only told my mother 
And I was like, Ma, no, I don't think I'm gonna go. She was like, you just need to go, even if you just go just to get out the house. So I went just to get out the house. Just to get a free meal. Like, okay, let me go. Right. I was like, I'll just go. I'll get I'll eat and <laughs> just get out the house. But it was a great date. It was a great first date. Um and we started to go on more dates. He, you know, came back home for the summer because the season is only through fall and winter. And we started to date a little more. And I was afraid. I was scared out of my mind. I didn't tell my friends. I was just like, no, because in my mind, in my mind, he was the opposite of everything that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, no, he's younger. And he, of course he's like six, four and I'm like five, three. I'm like, <laughs> we look awkward. No, it was just, I made up every excuse in my mind not to be in love. So it, and he was very persistent and we dated for a while to the point that he, he was like, okay, what are we doing? He, he posed the question to me, you know, usually you hear that the woman says, right. uh, we're like, what is this? Right. And I was like, no, we're good. Just doing this. <laughs> and he was like, no, I'm not good. Like I want a wife and I want kids. So if you're not ready for that, let me know so I can move on. And yeah, so it was, the the table had flipped on me and I prayed, I know I prayed for reasons why I wasn't ready for marriage and I would never forget. It may sound cliche, but I was in the bathroom one morning at 645 in the morning, brushing my teeth, getting ready to go to work. And I had been praying to God, like, why can't you send me somebody that's, that has the same issues as me? Like, it's so much easier if I, the issues that I had and the issues that the other person has, like, and we work on our issues together. And it was like, I was talking to another person at 6.45 AM when God said to me, if I sent you somebody with the same issues as you, it's just like sending you a puzzle with the same missing puzzle pieces. Oh, wow. It, it does no good the for me to put two of the same puzzles with the same missing puzzle pieces but if i take you and your missing pieces and he has your missing piece pieces and you put it together you make the big picture and i just cried and i cried and i'm like oh my goodness <laughs> like okay okay i get what you're saying and we sat down um well really he sat me down on july 21st 2016 And he was like, okay, let's talk about this. Are we going to be in a relationship or not? And I spilled Crispin my entire life to this man. I spilled my good, my bad, my excellent, my... Okay, you still want to be in a relationship? Because otherwise we can just be friends. And he said, I'm still waiting on what it is that's going to make me not want to marry you. (laughs) and two years later july 21st 2018 we got married but that was the night that was the night that i knew that i could completely be vulnerable and in a relationship and this was the person that i was meant to be with i love it and you all they look absolutely beautiful together (laughs) i have to steal a picture off her facebook and post it (laughs) so y'all can see Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) 
And so what would you say to like a young female that's out there, you know, not even a young female, like older women, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard finding a good man out here these days. Um, Cause you know, not only are we competing with other women, we're competing with other men just to be mm-hmm. honest. We are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what advice would you give to that single woman that's just feeling, that's like on the verge of giving up and just saying, you know, I'm done. I'm throwing the talent. Everybody I meet ain't shit. So yeah. what, what advice would you give to them? So I would say fall in love with you first. Mm. The number one question, you know, when you're on a date, what does the guy say? What do you like to do for fun? What do you do in your, you know, downtime? What is it? And they ask you all these questions mm-hmm. and you come to the realization and you find yourself looking up and thinking. <laughs> if you find, like, you're like, oh, what is it that I like to do? It's because right. you haven't dated yourself. If you set standards and date, and fall in love with yourself. I know it sounds cliche, but it works because when you get into a relationship, you won't accept anything from anybody that's not giving you what you have already given yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm not going into a relationship and falling heads over heels because he paid for real lobster. I pay for real lobster. <laughs> like I take myself out to lobster fest. I don't, I'm not getting ready to just fall in love because he can pay for a meal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, now, if he does, exactly. that's great. But if you fall in love and find out what you like, it's going to be easy to communicate it to somebody else. It is hard loving somebody that doesn't love they, their self. Oh, yeah. So if you love on you, and you fall in love with you and say, stop saying that oh, I'm tired of being by myself. Well, if you tired of you, imagine what somebody else is going to be. They're going to be tired of you too. And so if you, if you are content and you do what you know, and it's like, you know, even for my listeners who are Christian, you know, if you look back at Adam and Eve in the Bible, look. God created Eve. Eve didn't ask to be there. (laughs) She didn't ask to be there. She didn't ask to be there. Adam went to sleep, woke up, and that was it. (laughs) She was presented. She was the gift. She didn't say, oh, let me go find a man. Uh Uh-uh. She was the presented gift, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we have to just remember that we're the gift, but we have to work on, you know, just loving us first and being content and waiting um for that time to come and be okay and be okay in the meantime when when Javier came along I was okay I was good I was planning out my life to retire in Key West um or be 40 years old with my condo and my drop top (laughs) single you know good nowhere right and as soon as I came to that standpoint here he come waddling along (laughs) So, you know, just, just be good with that and love on you. So then when they come, you know, you don't drop any standards. And if, if it doesn't, if the first one that comes along after that doesn't work out, okay, don't drop any standards because, you know, have the same thing. Like if I can do this for myself, I'm not going to take anything less from somebody else. Yes. Great advice. Definitely love yourself. I think that's what a lot of women don't do. They get out of a relationship and they don't give themselves time to heal and really figure out what it 
is that they want in a relationship and just jump into anything and end up getting hurt and the cycle repeats itself. I do love that advice. Right. So like what advice, um, if you could go back to your 18 year old self, what advice would you give yourself right now? Just based off the experiences that you've had up until now. Ooh, what advice would I give my 18 year old <laughs> self? Oh my God. Um, slow down. I would tell myself to slow down. Um, and, and don't rush, don't rush in a, in a career wise in, in, dating guys wise um yeah I would have told myself to slow down as well as um learn more about student loans because honey (laughs) (laughs) lord mercy (laughs) I would have uh told myself more about student loans you know try to have none impossible um you know just just would have taught myself even though I was I was financially savvy I'm, I'm way more financially educated now. So I would, um, you know, just gave myself that advice, but just would have really told my, myself to slow down in life that I didn't have to have everything figured out. Everything didn't have to be perfect. Um, and to watch my surroundings and who I surrounded myself with. Um, because there's a lot of people that I wouldn't have even wasted my time. There would have been friendships that I wouldn't have wasted time with. There would have been guys I wouldn't have wasted time with. Yeah. So I would have gave myself that to slow down, watch my surroundings and and learn more about, you know, financial wellness early. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Honestly, that's the only thing. That's the reason why I haven't pursued a master's. I'm like, do I really want to get some student loans right now? Like, <laughs> Honestly, that's what it is. I went to Jackson State. I didn't pay anything to go there. And like, you know, getting a master's will require me taking out a student loan. And I don't really know if I want to do that right now. Would you say it's worth it? Um, like you getting your master's, do would you say it's it's worth it? Now definitely it was worth it for me. Um what one of the blessings in it is that um I'm in that PSLF the um, public service loan forgiveness for owning a nonprofit. So I'm, I'm not going to pay back even 30% of what I owe. (laughs) So that's a blessing in it. But my master's was definitely needed for my career because human resources is one of those things that if you don't have the education or the experience in, you won't get in it. Mm -hmm. It is hard. It took me six months to get a job in human resources. And when I took it, um, they wanted somebody with a master's degree or currently pursuing a master's degree. And it was an HR internship paying $10 an hour with no benefits. Woo. Got to start from the bottom. It, when I say I started from the bottom, <laughs> but you know, the blessing was I was living with my mom and my mom was like, look, you don't, you know, you don't have no husband, you don't have no kids. What what are you doing? You stay here with me. So just do it. <laughs> so and so I was in, but you know, everybody is not in that situation. Mm-hmm. But HR is just one of those because there's so many legal implications. It's some mistakes that if I make, I could, you know, be 
facing jail time. Um, so there's a lot of things that's really sensitive dealing with employees in the workplace that they really want you to have some type of experience in it and definitely want you to have the education behind it. So I would definitely say in, in my case, my master's was needed. Yes, because you mentioned that you wanted to do pre-law, um, but that changed and now you're in human resources. I believe a lot of people go to college and pursue things that they honestly never use when they get out in the real world. So it's just like, don't right. be afraid to take that leap of faith or to do something different. Right. So where do you see yourself 10 years from now? How old are you? Do you mind telling us how old you mm -hmm. are? So I'm 28. I'll be 29 in June. Um, so 10 years from now, you know, I am such, <laughs> I'm corny, slick. I'm, <laughs> I'm really kind of corny, but that's okay. Um, but really overall where I, I see myself is just having this big family. I am, I'm in love with family time. That's my thing. Like I always want to get all the cousins and aunties and stuff together you know i i just love that so um my husband is is the youngest of 10 kids oh wow so <laughs> he's used to that big now i'm not having to 10 children but <laughs> <laughs> but you know i just i just like that whole like all the families getting together so um i want the the big house with the picket fence and my kids and, and my husband and i want all that stuff but career wise um i really desire to be a director of an hr department and you know some people say okay well you have a nonprofit honestly i have no desire to make my nonprofit my only income or, mm -hmm. or an income. Really, I just do it because out of obedience and because I really want to give back. And that's my way of doing it. That's my thing. So I, and I don't desire to leave human resources. I love it. <laughs> um, and so I love educating people. And then um, I'm actually starting a, a side business for myself um, called Tyrus Tips. Uh -huh. that gets young professionals ready for their careers doing resume review and and career advice so some things you should think about before taking a job out of town before applying for jobs out of town mm -hmm. um because this is stuff that my current billion dollar organization pays me to do for their inside employees <laughs> so i'm like if they trust me to do it for the inside surely i can do it <laughs> on the outside uh, on my own but especially if so many people in our community that don't know or they're paying for these resumes mm -hmm. um that are terrible and so i'm like you paid somebody to do this for you and it's and they're not professionals and so they're they're doing these these pink and purple resumes that are going in the trash by recruiters because the employees don't know the outside world doesn't know and so i definitely always look to give knowledge um where it's needed so i definitely want to take tyra's tips to another level um as well as growing my career and and head my own department in 10 years from now Wow, so I'm glad we got the exclusive on Tyra's tips. <laughs> <laughs> you did, you did. <laughs> we get exclusives on So Lux Life, you guys. 
I love it. I will definitely be on the lookout for that. I definitely feel like that's needed, um, especially in this world we live in today. We don't really have the resources out there. I know my high school, I went to a good high school, but like as far as like the resources and information, gaining information from counselors, we really didn't get that. Right. And, and like, even as a grown woman, I could probably have someone tweak my resume right now, to be honest. Well, honey, send it on over, I guess. <laughs> I got you. So yeah, you know, it's it's definitely needed, you know, to to have somebody that you can send it to that's on the other side mm-hmm. because I'm looking at hundred thousands of resumes <laughs> all the time. Um, my job has recently shifted to more of the benefits roles um, and strategic work of the organization. But for the two and a half years, that's all I was doing is making sure that we got the right talent in um, to the point where even the, the president came in and said, hey, you think you can look at my daughter's resume? And I was like, OK, sure. <laughs> And so, um, but yeah, it, you know, you put things on resume and you think that it works and then, you know, it's like, okay, this is great, but you don't know the recruiter's side of things and what they're looking at. And knowing that the average recruiter looks at a resume 15 seconds, average 15 <laughs> seconds is about as long as that you're going to get for somebody to look at your resume. So submitting a three, four page resume won't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but nobody tells you that, you know? Right. So it, it's just stuff that, that I think would be really beneficial for uh, young professionals to know. That's exciting. We'll definitely have to bring you back on here once that, you know, has jumped off and yeah. promote that. So um, what are the best resources that have helped you along the way over the years? <sighs> Mentors. Uh, get, get mentors. And I say that with an S mentors and it's okay (laughs) like plural you need multiple like so I have a money mentor and so that and they're not really on the Christianity tip but I don't care (laughs) I'm I'm not looking for you to do that you know, it's hard to find somebody that's completely all in one. That's almost impossible. Um, so get mentors. I have a money mentor that's uh, literally, and, and I can't, let me correct that and say they're growing in their faith, but they're, they're growing in that. But I don't, that's not the part I'm focused on. I'm focused on how they became a self-made millionaire in 10 years. <laughs> so that's my money mentor. And so I have a a my godfather is my spiritual mentor i love him to death so it's like that's what i go to from you know when you know my walk is getting wonky (laughs) so (laughs) i I need to uh talk to him about that we have a a a couple that we talked to me and my husband that we vent to that's been married for 17 years so it's like okay let's talk to them and then we have um a couple that like does yoga together and that like literally just talking to him and his wife will literally just calm you in the middle of it in a matter of talking to them five minutes and and then a career mentor so you just have get mentors for every portion of your life that you want to see flourish um because they're they're valuable and talking to them can can really help you so that that is the resource that I say, get a mentor for every category of your life. 
So, um, like, how would you advise someone to go about approaching a mentor? Because I know it can get kind of awkward. Like, oh, I know you don't really know me, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I would tell people, don't be afraid of using your email and using LinkedIn. The worst thing somebody can tell you is no. Um, and don't be afraid to, to send that email. Don't be afraid to look at somebody on LinkedIn and say, dang, look at their LinkedIn. Their, their career path is literally everything that I want to do. So don't be afraid to reach out and be afraid of rejection. Um, but also look at people that you probably haven't thought about before. Um, if you look at maybe your church or on your job or looking at somebody and say, Hey, no, they, I love how they take care of their finances or I love how they're at the the levels that I want to be in my career. And you talk to them about that. You'll be surprised how honored really people are that you even consider them a mentor, even if it's only just in a certain area of your life. So, um, I just say don't be afraid of rejection um, and, and and reaching out to people uh, via LinkedIn and talking to your close friends and family members to see if they know somebody that they can connect you to. Um, see if you see anybody that's connected that can bridge that, that gap and say, hey, I want to introduce you to so-and-so, so-and-so, this, and then you take that relationship from there. Oh, great advice. So build relationships, don't be afraid of rejection. Make those connections. Utilize LinkedIn, family and friends. I hope everyone's taking notes here. Yes. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so like in life, what would you say was your biggest failure and, and what did you learn from it? Ooh, my biggest failure. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Uh, I failed so many times. Um, <laughs> My biggest failure was probably deciding to, honestly, deciding to walk away from my spiritual walk at one point in time. Um, When I graduated from college and law school didn't work out, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do me. I don't feel like being in any ministries. I don't feel like being, I don't feel like it. (laughs) Like, I just want (laughs) to do me for a while. I'm like, I'm just going to do me. I'm going to find my own way. Um, You hear a lot of young people say that their parents chose for them their religion. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I can, I can, I can say the same. Um, that my mother was a Christian. So I I automatically followed suit. But at that time in my life, I just wasn't feeling it. I was like, I'm, I'm going to do my own thing. Like if that's it, then that's it. But I'm going to do, I'm going to travel. I'm just focused on me. I'm not trying to pray and do all of that. I'm, I'm good. Um, and my life completely shut down. I couldn't get a job. I didn't have any money <laughs> to go do me. I didn't, I stopped doing gyms. I stopped. Like, I was just like, I'm, I'm not doing it. And, and my life completely shut down. And I was very rebellious in that season. Um, though it was my biggest failure, it made me who I am today. 
um, it actually strengthened my walk today because uh, God eventually talked to me and said, okay, keep trying to do you. Let me know how that's going to work out. Right. <laughs> um, and it worked out so well. Is it? And so um, once I decided to start doing him again, um, I've, I've, I've never failed again. <laughs> so um, I would say that was my biggest failure, but I needed that to know that now today I'll, I walk as a Christian because I want to, mm-hmm. and because that was the decision I made. Mama didn't make that decision for me. Godfather didn't make that decision for me. This is a decision that I made. I walked away, and so I I I came back on my own, which I think is very very important for people to let their kids do to to make that decision on their own. So I would say that was my biggest failure, but biggest lesson. So how long did that period last for you? Mm, about a good seven months. Oh, wow. About a good seven months. It was, a, it was a hard period. It was definitely a hard period that, um, it was, it was rough. I was going through it with the situation that I was in. Um, I was going through it health wise. I was going, I was just going going through it and broke and I was just in a broken place for about a good seven months and that's very encouraging because like our goal here on the podcast is to enhance the mental physical and spiritual luxuries in life and mm-hmm. I think it's very important to have that spirituality um really know God I know everybody doesn't believe but you mm-hmm. will one day mm-hmm but um, that's just very important. And that's very encouraging because you honestly don't hear people tell you, like, I took a break from God. I was doing my own thing. A lot of people don't admit that. So I do right. want you for your transparency, for being so raw and open and letting us know that and know that it is okay. Like, if you're listening to this and you're at that point where you're kind of saying, like, you know, God didn't come through for me. Why am I still praying, doing this and that? Yeah. Look at Tyra beautiful woman doing her thing career booming so like take some advice from her thank you (laughs) so um last question so what just give us some encouraging words to either a young female or male any entrepreneur millennial whatever the case may be what have just some words of encouragement some advice that you would give them um, jump and figure out your landing later. <laughs> jump and figure out the landing later. That's in, that can go to any category in life, in whether it's love, whether it's career, just jump. You can figure out the landing later. Even if you feel like you're not ready, even, you know, if you feel like it, you need more time. It's okay. It's okay. You just jump and take the opportunity. Um, Don't be afraid of rejection. Don't be afraid of what's on the other side. If the opportunity presents itself, jump. Jump and take it. Um, And and don't be afraid to live life. And I am just a soul believer that if God gives me the chance to be on my deathbed at 99... That I can say before I die that there was never a time where I I can recall that I say I should have done something mm-hmm. or I could have did. 
I'm all my responses up until now at, at 28, almost 20 years, 29 years old is saying, I did it. It didn't work out. Oh, well, at least I did it. Or I did it. It did work out great. Um, there, there's not one chance that I didn't take. There's not one chance that I didn't take. So I jump, jump and figure out landing later.